Hello there. My name is Stuart Fernie, and I want to welcome you to my series of reflections on characters and themes in some of my favourite films. I will also present thoughts on a handful of literary works, and there may be the odd vaguely philosophical piece as well. On this occasion, I'll be discussing characters and themes in John Boorman's Point Blank, focusing on the nature of the main character, Walker. The story is a remarkably simple one. A thief, Walker, helps his friend Reese steal a large sum of money from the mob. Needing more than his percentage, Reese shoots Walker and makes off with both Walker's share and his wife Lynn, leaving Walker for dead. However, Walker survives the attack and seeks revenge on Reese, as well as pursuing his $93,000 share of the heist. Prior to his shooting, when seen in flashback, he appears to be a fairly happy-go-lucky rogue who is sociable, genuinely fond of his wife, and displays a fundamental humanity when he tries to prevent Reese killing the messengers in the original heist. However, post-shooting, he is quite amoral, is willing to use violence and death to achieve his goals, and acts coldly and efficiently, apparently without conscience. Walker is a strangely attractive amoral anti-hero. Perhaps because he moves in an equally amoral world in which his opponents and victims are seen as totally unprincipled mobsters hiding behind a facade of corporate respectability, Walker is seen as more appealing and somehow more honest, perhaps because he has been presented as a victim himself, and because he is acting with a purity of purpose, seeking only what is due to him. Reese and his mobster associates make a costly mistake in refusing to recognise the justice of Walker's demand of payment of his $93,000, which has gone into the corporate coffers. The world in which Walker and these businessmen operate is one in which law and order play no part, and where men do what they feel they have to do in order to survive and make profit. Respect for law, order and morality does not exist, and our protagonists are on an equal amoral footing, apart from belief in the principle of trust, loyalty and respect between friends, and the principle of paying debts. He's no angel, but Walker appears to have had respect for these basic principles. He got involved in the heist as a favour to his friend, and he appears in the flashback sequences to have been devoted to his wife. Used and betrayed by both, and then by the organisation which profited by his involvement in shooting, and which, in Walker's mind, inherits Reese's debt and Reese's demise, Walker is the outraged victim who fights back. He has learned there is no right and wrong, and there is no loyalty. He will use the organisation's own methods against them to reclaim his money, though there are hints that below the surface of anger and determination, there is an underlying humanity which he may be willing to share with deserving cases. Walker's overwhelming characteristics are anger, purity of purpose and strength of resolve, but without the suggestion of underlying humanity, he is no better than his opponents, and there would be little interest in seeing him succeed. Each of the main characters has his or her own agenda in the film. They all have their own reasons for involvement in Walker's situation and revenge, but there is no question of right, wrong or of morality. It is always down to personal choice. When Walker asks for his sister-in-law Chris's help, she asks, why should I? Walker's reply is a simple, it's up to you, indicating we are firmly in film noir and existential territory. Chris's involvement is based on revenge highlighting the idea that we all pay the price for our actions and indiscretions through the reactions of others whose lives we touch. We are all free to act according to our cut and conscience, but there may be a price to pay, as Reese and his organisation discovered to their cost.
However, there is another element which adds interest to both Walker himself and the film as a whole, and one which may help explain the enigmatic ending. Did Walker really survive the attack on Alcatraz, or is Walker an indignant and distressed spirit out to gain vengeance on those who did him wrong? While this may at first seem an unnecessary and dramatic complication, there is evidence to support the theory that Walker did in fact die on Alcatraz, and we are watching his spirit seek retribution on those who have profited from his demise. When Walker is shot, he is lost and confused, though he was seemingly mortally wounded. Walker discovers the whereabouts of his wife, and he sets out to see her for the first time since his shooting. His approach, purposefully marching along a corridor driven by his contained fury and aggrieved determination, brilliantly conveys his feelings and we see the impact of his return on his wife Lynn, who appears to have been waiting for this moment when she must face her past and her sense of guilt. These confrontation scenes have a certain ethereal, almost atemporal quality, causing some confusion as they are disjointed and we are unsure of the chain of events and timescale. Events are not presented in a linear fashion but seem to depend on perception or perspective. After Lynn's suicide, we have no clear notion of the passing of time. As Walker moves from one room to another, he remains the same, but the rooms are substantially changed, and Walker seems almost surprised as to him and us, these scenes are continuous. This may simply suggest upset on Walker's part. He is certainly distressed by his wife's death. Or it may suggest a different continuum or perspective. These scenes, together with others in which time seems to jump, Meetings with Yost, scenes at Brewster's home, suggest an ethereal, almost mystical or otherworldly quality to Walker's very existence. Evidence that Walker may have an ulterior motive while pursuing his debt comes when he gives his wife's money to her sister after Reese's death. As she takes the money, she comments on how unlike him this action is, saying, You did die at Alcatraz. Despite the fact he is ostensibly pursuing his money from the organisation, it seems money is not as important as revenge for the betrayal he has suffered. This charitable act towards his sister-in-law also suggests his underlying, if selective, humanity. Even when he is apparently unpleasant to Chris at Brewster's home, is he not trying to drive her away in order to protect her? Once again, these actions allow the audience to sympathise with him and root for him in his quest but they may also suggest a broader understanding and purpose on Walker's part. After various attempts to recover his money have failed, leading to the deaths of various members of the organisation, Walker eventually makes contact with Fairfax, who, it seems, is willing to pay him. The payment is to take place on Alcatraz, therefore bringing the film full circle. Once again, Walker is on Alcatraz to steal his money and perhaps be killed in the process. Fundamentally, his apparent death and all the subsequent events have had no effect. Nothing has changed. The organisation continues to operate, the drop still takes place, and someone is still willing to steal the money. At the end of the film, Walker appears to retire to the shadows, leaving his debt unpaid. However, he has avenged himself on those who betrayed him, and in the end, that is what it was all about, not the money. He has apparently been used as an instrument of furthering Fairfax's position in the company, but Walker also used Fairfax as a source of information. In fact, they have used each other to their mutual benefit. Walker has taken vengeance on those immediately responsible for his demise and may now be at peace. He may also recognise that, in the end, human nature will win out 
and the cycle of corruption will be repeated. Although a number of people have died and personal scores have been settled, the organisation remains intact and nothing has really changed. In the end, no real purpose was served. Point blank. This is an excellent thriller from John Boorman, who made it all the more intriguing and thought-provoking by using a mixture of styles. At times straight, hard-nosed thriller, but laced with almost surreal moments suggesting mystery over the very nature of Walker's existence, and mixed with film noir elements and some black humour, this is an immensely watchable thriller with excellent performances from Lee Marvin and Angie Dickinson in particular. The masterstroke, however, is in the possibility that Walker is a ghost who must act to avenge himself before he can rest in peace. This adds a certain moral mystique to Walker's quest, suggesting the possibility of ultimate payback for her actions, while the end also implies that ultimately no lessons are learned and no change is effected in the face of human nature and weakness. My thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast. I hope you found it of some value. Please join me again soon for discussion of more films and books.